Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new sit down with Big Vito right here on the Big Vito brand. I am Virtue being joined by, of course, Big Vito Lagrasso and Dr. Jargo. Gentlemen, what's up? What's going on, guys? What's How's up, here? everything? What's going but, on? All right. Well, we got to start the show off with a congratulations to Mr. Virtue. Finally crossed the bridge. All right. He's on the threshold of marriage. Congratulations. True. Congrats, buddy. That, that whole special episode of Getting Color this week, right, Vito? We that talked was. About we talked about We had a great show on Thursday, on uh, on Monday. Mr. Jargo, do you have any well wishes or advice for, for our friend here? Uh, whatever Leslie says is probably right. Just go with that. Smile and nod. You know, just, don't just don't take it. picture with cats. Don't take pictures of nature. Whatever don't, Aaron Riff does, do the, do opposite. the opposite. Yeah. I've took notes for a while not to do that. So we should be good to go. We should be. We should be. We hope. We hope. Has 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 one off that you are engaged, man, now? Uh hasn't been a week yet, so I don't think so. You still walking on hearts and butterflies? Sure. I mean, it seems that way. It's been busy at work this week, so it's kind of been a blur, but uh Busier than normal, put it that way. I mean, Mr. Jargo, I mean, he's, you know, he's madly in love and he's, you know, it's, uh, you know, he invests in the studio. He's got his man cave, keeps the kids out. You, you know, on the level, Virtue, here is the best advice I can ever give you. All right. All right? Here we go. Here's, here's some advice. <laughs> People say that marriage is hard and that it's like, you know, that it's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. And it's two way street. Marriage is the easiest thing I've ever done. Once you have the right person, as long as you communicate with one another and you're respectful of their feelings and they're respectful of yours, it's the easiest damn thing in the world. We're coming up on 10 years this December and none of it has been work. It's just been absolute enjoyment. As long as you got the right girl, it's not work. It's really, really freaking easy. No, that's some good noted. advice. No, noted, noted. I mean, uh, for myself, we just passed the eight eight year mark, and um, you know we have a we have a pretty good relationship. You know, what I mean, we we rarely fight or argue, which I think is really good. There's one thing I hate is confrontation, and I hate arguments. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the one thing I, this goes for everybody out there. I think you guys would agree about this, and this is something like to really think about. If you're not happy in a situation, why stay? If you're miserable, why stay? Why make the both of you miserable, right? If yep. you if if you if you don't like the accommodations, you know what I mean. And this is not directed at anybody. It's just a saying. If you don't like the accommodations, the front door is there. Make your way out. You know what I'm saying. And nobody should be forced to stay in a relationship. Nobody should be asked to stay in a relationship. You know what I mean. And I think that's the best advice you know ever. You have a problem with your girlfriend, your wife, your fiance. You come up with those simple things. Listen, you're not happy with the accommodations here. I'm sorry it didn't work out. Be forever leave. Noted. That's the best I, way to do yep. it. Yep, absolutely. Calmly. And I noticed this is just something like a man thing. The calmer you say, let's break up, the more angrier the woman gets. <laughs> 
Wow. That's true, though. That is true. That's, that's just true. a good observation. Me being, you know, just a you know, a couple years younger than you guys and been in many more relationships. You know, I find that, you know, baby, they ain't working out. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is, and it was what it was. You're counting all the one-night stands, Vito? Oh, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been you know, bad- it's not a hotel unless you are the Gumad. If you are the Gumad, Gumad. definitely a hotel. Definitely a hotel. You know, and like I say to everybody, right, when you're the king of swing, the man of the bachelor, you know, you know the guy who ran the clubs, you know what I'm saying? When you've been to Baskin Robbins and you tasted all 32 flavors three times over, you know what you're you talking go. about a little bit. You know what there I mean? There you go. So, Mr. Virtue, I have to ask you, Mr. Jago, we and I were talking, did you burn the black book? Did I burn it? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't have one of those around, so I guess you can consider it All right. now, burned, did you I guess. Did the cell phone? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's that was reset a while back. Yeah. All right, so you reset the oh, cell yeah. phone. Now, the thing with the black book, you know, it's funny we talk about this, guys, and this is a true story. I, I almost know. thought you were going to say Blackberry, but no, no, no. Black those are for book. drug. Those are for drug dealers. Absolutely. The Black Book is still in existence. I believe it. I still have it. Oh, yours. I mean, in general, the theory it. of it. Yeah, while well, you but still have it. I still. No, are you watching this? She is. She's. She's over. She's walking around. Or right I now, mean, she's uh, looking for the Black Book. But it is. It has never been found. I have it in New York. I have it. St- I have it stowed away somewhere, right? And for as long as we've been together, and for as long as I've been together with um, previous ladies, I always had it with me. Funny thing is, some of the numbers still work. I don't know. <laughs> this Your is mind's the strong. All night, night long. long. That's it. Now, Virtue, I know you're new to this, right? So, being that, you know, Mr. Jargo has been, you know, like, he's been following my lead, and Aaron Riff, you know, he's been taking notes. Do you plan on Gumadin? You know, this is something that we want to know. You know what I'm saying? A young, debonair, you know, distinguished gentleman like yourself. I mean, what am I supposed to say? You know, you're, you're the one that said, like, we're going to – it all started with the two for 20 at Applebee's and then right. aren't you pitching two for 20 weddings like as well, or two for 2000 weddings, like Vito, like what am I supposed to say here? Right. You're supposed to say, you're supposed to say on air. No, I love my, my fiance as you're nodding and going true. like this. So no, I love my fiance, but to the boys in the back, see on Thursday night at a site dynamite, Gumad's over strong all night long. Hey, get, get I'm, I'm just so old though, because when it comes to that stuff, like I, you know what we do, me and the boys, what we do, go ahead. We go, we go to movies and watch superhero movies. That's funny. We don't go out. We don't go to clubs. You know what? You guys don't. And bowl. then the movie's over, and we're aching from sitting in the theater for a couple hours, and we all go home and go to bed. There are no bowlers anymore out there. I, I stopped bowling. I got a sciatic nerve issue in my back and butt, so I can't put the weight on that foot. So I'm currently out of action All from right. bowling. So now that we got the Gumad thing out of the way, so now to go with the Gumad, you have to have a good Italian restaurant to take it to. Is there one of preference in Cleveland? There's a few, yeah, and we're not talking about Olive Garden, but there right, are. I'm talking there, about Olive. There are a few about- mom and papa. There's a little Italy 
right. by near Case Western Reserve, which is east of Cleveland here, where they got tons of Italian restaurants. So, oh, yeah. So now, Mr. Jargo, I got to ask you, when you proposed to your wife, I heard of some creative stuff. How did you pr propose to the missus? Um, oh, boy. Uh, with a stuffed kangaroo. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever seen the TV show How I Met Your Mother? I I, I actually have. So How I Met Your Mother was basically kind of a, a a very central character in the early days of our relationship, and on the show when Ted proposed, he did it with a stuffed kangaroo. So I proposed with a stuffed kangaroo. True story. No. Did you hear about the the uh, Mr. Virtue and his real creative way of proposing? I the did. It was slick. It was slick. Virtue had it all planned out. I guess my question for Virtue is, have you picked a date yet? Is it? Is it just, you know, oh, we're engaged. And then, you know, you have one of these engagements that goes on for 15 years. It's not actually serious until... No, the planning's the begun, dude. The, the, I don't have an exact date, but we know it's going to be spring of 2024. So we're going to probably have a date soon. So I don't know if anybody ever knew how I proposed to Miss Noel, right? I, I, when we first met, I took a dancing on the first night, okay, that I met, that we, we our first date. So some years later, I had a, a wrestling match for Damon Feldman, you know, celebrity boxing, and I was going to Nepal five days later, my first Nepal trip. So I... She loves she loves Atlantic City. So what I did was I booked a room, I booked a, a weekend, five days in Atlantic City. Right. So I says, all right, I got this plan. So I, I went, I got dressed, I got in a suit. I said, hey, you know, we're supposed to go to this press conference. You know, hey, we'll go to dinner in our old place where we got, you know, where we had our first date. So I'm notorious for never ordering uh desserts. I said, hey, babe, he says, you, want, you want to go to the dessert thing and pick out dessert? She says, you never eat desserts. I said, yeah, you know, we're dressed up. Let's have some fun, you know. So she picks out this, this uh, tray of chocolate-covered strawberries. So in the chocolate-covered strawberries, I place the ring. So out comes the dish, you know, in the thing, in the middle of the thing. She doesn't notice it yet. I'm just smiling at her. And she finally realizes, and I pick up the ring. I get on a knee in this restaurant. You know what I mean? Just like, just like in the, you know, Moonstruck. You know, you're on one knee in the Italian joint. You said Atlantic City, right? Yeah, it's in you Atlantic had to be at the Borgata. Where were you? Oh, um, oh, you know, it's okay. Atlantic City. Let's just say it was the Borgata. No, it so was my favorite dance club. I can't think of it oh, right now. Okay. Babe, what's the name of the place? Gumad King. I see Gumad King. All right. Anyway. So here I am in the middle of a restaurant. She's looking at me. She's not saying nothing. So all the people are watching this. And I'm on Adelphia. That's it, Adelphia. So we are. We, yeah, babe, I can't remember. I, I, it was a great night in my life. Thank you. All right. <laughs> anyway, I'm sitting there on one knee. And the waitress has to tell her. Listen, he's waiting for an answer. Are you going to marry him or not? So she just like, you know, looked at me like she goes, yes. So everybody in the place clapped, you know, it was a great thing. Just put the ring on her finger. And there we were, you know, and we we're engaged. And off I went to Nepal. So 
Talk about doing things in a big way. Atlantic City. Is that the year you almost got killed in Nepal? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, way to go. Now I know why your guys' song is Faithfully by Journey. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're one of your songs. So, I mean, you talk about going all out for, for your lady. Weekend in her favorite place. The place you got your, your had your first date. Dancing, everything. You know, you didn't spare any expense. And uh, what I told Mr. Virtue was the best part of getting married is doing the taste testing, going to the different restaurants and going to taste all the different foods. I had a blast doing that. I thought it was the greatest thing. I thought it was the greatest thing. I had the most fun with that. But I don't know, Mr. Jargo, did you have fun with that or did you just uh, let her pick everything? No, I just kind of defer on everything when it comes to that. If I was ordering catering, man, we'd be getting like Pizza Hut and, and you know, there'd be like Subway sandwiches and like, I'm a man of simple taste. Wow. Wow. All right, guys. Yeah, hold on. I'm missing something. What'd you say? The hotel you took me to was where Macho Man won his first world title. <laughs> Don't you remember? The Trump the Plaza or whatever that was? Yeah, the Trump Plaza. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of it. So I swear the Macho Man on top of this, where the Macho Man won his first thing because she's a big Macho Man, Mark. I don't know why. But anyway. Nice. All right, guys. All right. Let's get to some more serious business, okay? I called it on Monday. The Eagles were losing to the uh, Commanders because they cannot beat those sons of bitches. And by golly, they lost. Nobody goes undefeated anymore. I mean, the Dolphins, was 72 Dolphins, and that was a yep. – how many games was that? Was that a shorter 16. season, 14? 16. 16, I think. It just, this doesn't happen, Vito. No, the Bills are melting down now. Yeah. The Jets are right there in the thick of things. The Giants are 7-2. and two. The Eagles, after their loss, went and picked up the best defensive lineman they could pick up in Dominic and Suit. Anybody see that today? I did yeah. see that today. Right. I think that's big for their defense. Tampa Bay is back on its winning ways. They're five and five. Uh, the shitty division, so they're probably going to win it. Probably going to win it. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. Guys, where is he going? Odell Beckham. Does he have a knee left? I, I mean, doesn't matter. I don't even think it matters. He'll go there just to be that like flashy guy. To hey, look who we got. I don't think he's going to produce. You think he's going to Tampa Bay? Brady likes to bring those guys in like that, though. But Julio Jones hasn't worked out because he's so, like, decrepit and injured. But maybe. I mean, Beckham did do good last year uh, when he got to the Rams and then the Super Bowl before he got hurt. He was looking pretty good like the old Beckham for a little bit there. So, I don't know. I think he looks a lot like the old Beckham, and I think he goes to the New York football Giants. Ooh. I think he goes home. Now that they're winning. All right, he goes home. No, the Jets. How about the Jets? I think the Jets, uh, they lost. That's the your, is that your team, Vito, the Jets? Yes, yes. Okay. I think they, I think that, you know, they have a big game coming up against the Patriots. This is the do or die game. We cannot beat the Patriots for nothing. If we beat the Patriots, I think we're going to, I think we got over the hump. We lose to them. What a tough division that's become, though. Like Dolphins, Bills, like nuts, man. No, it is. Crazy. It is. And the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I am in shock. I'm in shock. I'm in shock. I cannot believe it. And Geno Smith tearing the league up this year. 
number one quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, I think, is leading the league in touchdown passes. Is that uh, a surprise? Geno Smith ain't winning you anything, though. That's the, the, he sucks. He could have those numbers and play in that system. He ain't taking anybody anywhere. But and mark about, my words, Vito. And the people in Denver have to be pulling their hair out of their head because they 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 rot. They we need a quarterback. Russell Wilson's dead. They ain't doing nothing. Washed. One word. You've got to put teams around these quarterbacks, too. And, I mean, it's the same thing in Green Bay. That roster is a mess. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is there, and then there's a bunch of dudes, and the roster is an absolute freaking mess. That's where Beckham should go. He'd be treated like a freaking god in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, but they're not going to make anything. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Oh, I think they can still make the playoffs. Who we talk about Packers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think Rodgers can get on a roll and they can get a wild card for sure. I mean, I mean, the Vikings can collapse because it's the Vikings. Four and know. six. I mean, they, they they could very well end up a nine ten win team. That's going to be tough for the Packers. I really do. Now, guys, we're going to switch over to basketball. Basketball. The Lakers are still a mess. Okay. Well, yeah, and so are the Golden State Warriors right now. Golden too. State Warriors, the Lakers, and the Nets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you trade Anthony Davis finally? I think he is the biggest nope. waste of money. Yeah, they nope. won a championship with him. You, you get rid of, I, I don't know, Russell Westbrook, and you got to get shooters that can make the shot. I mean, LeBron's struggling. Probably the worst three-point shooter percentage-wise that takes that many threes is LeBron. And so he shouldn't be taking threes. He should be doing LeBron things. And they need shooters that can make the basketball. Yeah, but what at this point the Lakers are holding on to these two draft picks. They're two and ten. When do they pull the plug on the season? Because three and LeBron, ten. I just saw the 10. other day. Three and ten. Yeah. But for LeBron James to be on a three and ten team, it makes me sick to my stomach. It happens. I mean, the fact is he got that that's the thing. The bubble happened and he got that little chip. And it took like once he got that, he's like, Oh, I got my three chips, three teams. And I think the relax mode kicked. I, I don't know, man. If they didn't win that year of the bubble, I think we might see a better Lakers team right now. I just think, like, he's become content to just record chase now. It's that much. I don't know. What do you think, Jargo? I mean, he's chasing Kareem. I mean, above everything else, yeah. he's chasing Kareem, right? Um, of all the awful teams in the NBA right now, when I look at Golden State, when I look at Brooklyn – I'm way more worried about either one of those teams than I am the Lakers right now. The Lakers, in watching the Lakers, they're just not hitting shots. Eventually, the Lakers are going to shoot better than 27% from the field. And when that happens, they're going to be tough to beat. Like, I'm not really worried about the Lakers right now. I, I probably should be more worried than I am. But I look at Golden State and that roster and how bad that team is. There's no reason for that. I look at Brooklyn and that roster and how bad that team is. There's no reason for that. When I look at the Lakers and that roster, I'm like, you know what? This team is going to compete when they start hitting shots. They're not going to shoot 30% for the whole freaking season. I just don't believe that. I think that the Lakers, right, they didn't bring back Carmelo, and that's a big spark plug off the bench. Yep. And he's sitting at home. I don't yeah, know. Nobody has him, do they? No. It's just No, like, he's um, like Odell Beckham. He's just out there hanging out and being cool. I, Dominic and Sue, I thought – I. I if I had to put him on a team, I would have plugged him right in the middle of the Jet defensive line. 
I think that was the guy they needed to push them over the top. Their defense is stellar. They're good. But um, there are a couple Cavs of Cavs are struggling guys. after that hot start. Chemistry. Dude, I'm telling you, chemistry. The Golden State Warriors, the whole meltdown with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Clay Thompson still, still not 100%. Although people are like, oh, Jordan Poole should start for Clay Thompson. Okay, because of maybe him getting back to 100% from all those injuries, yes. Then I went and looked. Jargo, and even as bad as they have been, when he's on the court, when Clay's on the court, they're still plus five. When Jordan pulls on the court, they're minus five. That to me, that's still a difference. But I was watching some of their games. You know what I think their biggest problem is? Steph's trying to be a one man show, and you're not going to win in the NBA being a one man show. If so, Russell Westbrook and have a whole bunch of championships. Exactly. And, and Steph's always kind of been like that guy, but the other guys were always there to back him up because there's been playoff games where he struggled. The other guys picked him up. He's having the 40, 50 point games. Nobody else is doing anything. They're losing. I feel like all these teams with, with kind of the exception of Boston, right? Like Boston looks really, really freaking good. The question is, do they got enough gas in the tank to, to make a run at this thing? I feel like teams like Golden State, teams like Brooklyn, teams like the Lakers, the older, more experienced teams are just not playing defense right now. I mean, like Steph dropped 50 last night and the Warriors still lost. Yep. They, they gave up 130 points to the Sacramento Kings. Like they're just not playing any kind of defense. But then we're like, oh yeah, it's 10 games into an 82 game season. And the season doesn't really start until Christmas day. That Then I'll get more worried. All right. With that said, Russell Westbrook playing much better off the bench, averaging 18, almost 20 points a game. Not the triple-double machine, but he's being adequate. Do you trade him now? Because the Knicks, the Knicks have Evan Formier, Derek Rose. They have a couple spare parts over there that they could make a formidable trade. With the Knicks playing good, I could see Russell Westbrook coming off the bench for the Knicks. Jargo, didn't you say a few episodes back you're going to see the Knicks right at that 7-8 seed, and that's where they're at right now, and they're playing good according to Vito. They all well, play and good. The, and the thing with Wes is nobody's going to make that trade because nobody wants that ridiculous contract. It, it's not the player. It's the contract. I mean, any team that wants Russell Westbrook, feel free. You can go ahead. Give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you for a box of donuts. But nobody is taking that trade because nobody wants that contract. I mean – and, and yeah. he's playing well off the bench, but if you bring in Russell Westbrook at that contract, you're not paying for the sixth man of the year. That's the yeah. problem. I, if I were the Knicks, they got Evan Formier sitting. They got Derrick Rose, who I love to death. I mean, he Derrick Rose and Evan Formier, that's um, $40 million right there in money. And I think you have to be $6 million you know, and throw in a, one of the one of the young guys, a three for one trade. I think Cam Reddish is playing the way he was supposed to play. But does that make the Knicks any better? And I just don't feel like the answer to that question is yes. No. Well, uh, Derrick Rose is not contributing points. Formier is not. Con- I mean, and now you're bringing in somebody's adding 18 points. But it's still really early in the season, Vito. No, I, I mean, it. these I guys are going to break down. These other guys are going to get more minutes. It's it's only 10 games into the season. It's an 82-game season. All right. Going to baseball now. Baseball news. Baseball. 
No, we got to talk about it because there's allegations of the Mets tampering. and Yankees being on. Yeah, tampering, bullshitting. I think the whole tampering thing. You all talk during the season. You got a bunch of rats out there snitching and yelling. You know, everybody trying to get the edge. But Justin Verlander not signing back with the Astros, possibly going to the Mets or Yankees on a two-year, $90 million contract. Now, he got his I, chip. He got his chip. Now he wants his money. Now, here's the thing. You know, if the Mets have all this money available, if it was me, I'd give two years and $90 million to Verlander, two years and $90 million to DeGrom. You have the stacked rotation. $90 million for 40 to 45 starts at best? Wow. But that's, what is that a that's start, the, Jargo? Because you you know nobody pitches thirty plus starts anymore. Well, nobody. I mean, if, it, if 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 you got up to forty five, that'd be two million a start. If you're at thirty, that's three million a start. Oh you know, God. so. But there are no guys. Like, I mean, but if you had to put um, a staff together, and you got the funds, people will come out to the ballpark. People will come to watch those three people pitch. And if you do an ABC. In any three in any three game series, three hour or seven game series, you you automatically in the driver's seat. It's wow. just a question of what Justin Verlander are you going to get? Because I agree with Virtue a hundred percent. He got his chips. Now he wants his money. You're gonna get vacation mode Verlander. You're gonna get about eighty percent of Justin Verlander. And he's a and big Taco I'm Bell. Not sure fan. That's good enough. He's a big Taco Bell fan, so that doesn't bode well. All right. Now we're going to switch to AEW news. And last night's house was the shits. I don't think – what they drew up, 3,000 people, if that. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't even know. The arena was empty. I did see. I did see, though. It's been consistent with that lately. I mean, unless they're in Chicago and it's like a big event or what's that place where they do tennis in New York, Arthur Ashe Stadium. I mean, they're not drawing. They are not drawing and they're signing more and more talent and they have more and more WWE talent sitting on the sidelines. What do they got there, Bertram? What does who got? I think he's looking up the attendance for last night. I mean, that was sad. 2,960. Oh, my. 3,000. That's what I said. 3,000. Roughly 1,200 tickets left over. That's disgusting. Who's the draw? That's the thing right there. Who's the draw? Yeah. I mean, and you have WWE talking about having guys like Stone Cold back at WrestleMania. They know – they. I mean, they need to make their new stars, but – at least when it comes to like trying to sell something, they, they know what they can do. Well, okay, let's let's take a shot here, all right? Because I've been saying this for years. Dean Ambrose was the worst WWE champion in WWE history. Can we like say that John Moxley is just not a draw? I mean, like there, there's nothing about like I, I I think he's a hell of a talent, but he is not the guy that I am making the centerpiece of my card. He's not a world champion. He's a side attraction, right? I've always felt that way about Ambrose Moxley, whatever you want to call him. He's just not the guy. And I think Saturday night they're going to make the change and they're going to go to Maxwell Jacob Friedman and we'll see if he can put butts in seats. And yeah. and look, guys, like. This I can't believe like back in the day you hear stories like people loved Hogan being the draw because 
the more the house drew, the more the mid card and the lower undercard would get if Hogan was huge and drawing. Yep. And like the elite, they kind of like pushed Punk out and made him blow up. And I'm not saying he was making a world of difference in numbers, but like it's going south quick and he's gone. And, and he has that little that niche group that loves Punk that have stopped watching because he's not there. I just can't believe these guys can't do business together because they could have, what did they have Jargo 2000 in that arena? And if punk was here and everybody was happy and the elite were, they could have had the 3000. I'm not saying that that's a, that's a lot. Wow. Guys, I just think the ship is sinking over there. And I, I don't yeah. think this Maxwell kid is going to do anything except they're going to put a world title on him. And then what? Who does he go against? Well, that's the thing, right? And it's, I look at rosters a little bit differently than other people do, and I look at title matches a little bit differently than other people do. If you're going to make the change to a heel champion, I feel like you need to have a bunch of babyface challengers lined up for that heel champion to face off with, and AEW doesn't have it. If you're turning Maxwell babyface, that means you need to have a whole bunch of heels lined up in order for Maxwell to knock down, and they don't have that either unless you bring back CM Punk as a heel. Um, and I do think it was interesting. They were selling brand new, just released CM Punk merchandise at the show last night. And, and Tony Khan continues to put him over and praise him. Like, I don't know what's going on. But... If you get corporate punk back and you take the whole MJF CM Punk dynamic and flip it around, which is what I always thought was the plan coming out of All Out, that could at least be interesting, and then we'll see what they do with it. All right, fellas. And as far as the WWE goes, Virtue's got Roman Reigns is still champion. The bloodline is still going strong. They're still trying to figure out who is the next champion of the WWE. Guys, who's it going to be? I'll tell you after WrestleMania. I, I just – there's so many like, – like it can change – so many times from here on out. I mean, do they put a new star over? Like usually traditionally you would put a new guy over, you know, having Roman take the title, keep the titles for that long, whether he faces rock and beats rock at WrestleMania, if that happens, and then say, put us to SummerSlam, you could make a star, but do they know how to make a star these days? So you default then if you don't make a new star, who do you drop it to? Vito's going to shake his head. Cody, you have Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar again, which I don't think we'll see that. Jargo, like, indulge me here. I, I think the answer is Cody, as long as Cody is good to go by the Royal yeah. Rumble. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like that is option number one, because I don't think Dwayne, I'm functioning under the assumption Dwayne is not coming near a wrestling ring as, as far as in his underwear. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be Dwayne. If it's not Cody, then the answer is Sami Zayn. He's the only guy on that roster that I see right now that I want to see take the championship from Roman Reigns. Guys, I'm going to pick the dark horse, and I'm going to say Randy Orton. Assuming Randy Orton is going to come back because the reports I'm hearing out of the Orton camp are not necessarily good. We may be viperless for ever. They have that sciatic nerve issue like I do. <laughs> He's got something going on that he was down talking to Dr. Andrews, and I know it's a back injury. So uh, that's that's not good. When you hear Dr. Andrews and back injury, that doesn't sound good on a guy that's got as much mileage on his body as Randy Orton. 
And Charlotte Flair news, any updates on what she is going to be doing? They got to have something for Charlotte Flair to do. And right now, uh, I think Charlotte is worth more to the company, not on TV than in any of the crap that is currently going on. Uh, let, let Rousey get past uh, wh- whatever Shasi, I guess, is who she's wrestling at Survivor Series and get this damage control Bianca Belair feud that's been going on forever out of the way and bring Charlotte back when it matters. Hell, maybe you hold Charlotte off until the Rumble, too. All right. I think it. Charlotte will end up on Raw uh, against uh, for the Raw women's title. That's what I'm thinking. All right, guys. There you have it. Another good episode of the sit down. Guys, give me your closing arguments, your closing thoughts. Take it away, fellas. Go. Jargo. Social media at not Jargo. Tune in uh, tomorrow. I will be with Jimmy T over at the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, for a full gear preview, dynamite review. Then we'll be back on Saturday for AEW Rampage on Cage, presented by the Hameen Media Group. And enjoy the show on Saturday night. Follow me on Twitter, just like it says down there, at NoDQ underscore Virtue. Go over to NoDQ.com where we do the review, 8 o'clock p.m. on Thursday nights. Jargo will be back one of these days when he is off on a Thursday night. About a month. Just plan for that. He will be back at some point. And and Vito again, too, when he's not working. So that's all I got, Vito. Guys, subscribe. And uh, we're going to end the show on congratulations, Mr. Virtue. Wish you well. Everything is always good. And remember the saying, Harry, the big veto brand. The mods over strong strong all all night long. Catch Vito and the Big V Mafia on Twitch, Monday and Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern.